Welcome to the Might Sound Wild podcast. I'm Ron Wayne Scott, and for the next couple of weeks, April and I are turning the hosting duties over to our Might Sound Wild creative director, Matt Gates, because Matt has a two-part interview with award-winning commercial and editorial photographer Matthew Coughlin. Talk about an interesting resume. This guy has worked with Nike, Oakley, New Balance, Under Armour, the NFL, Major League Baseball, Starbucks, Google, Powerade, Virgin Records, the Mayo Clinic, and so much more. You can even see his work uh, in Times Square if you go there right now. So, without further ado, let's get to our part one of two parts as uh, Matt Gates talks with award-winning photographer Matthew Coughlin. On today's episode, I'm sitting down with a really good friend of mine. Uh, His name is Matthew Coughlin. Uh, You may not have heard his name or even seen his face, but I'm guaranteeing you probably have seen his photos if you're anywhere around Dick's Sporting Goods or uh, Newsstand. He is a um, world-famous, internationally published commercial photographer, editorial photographer, and uh, a guy that I've hung out with and known for quite a while now. I was actually trying to think back like where we met and how that happened, but I don't quite know. But um, Matthew's here with me, uh, and let's get started. Hey, man. How's it going? Hey, buddy. What's going on? Not much. Do you remember? Do you remember how we Specifically the first time? No. Um, I know it was through... Um, when you were going to PSC, maybe was it PSC or PJC when you were there? It was PJC when I was there. It was through that. Um, and I know that I was, I believe I was aware of who you were. I had seen your work. Um, and I know at some point I was able to put a face with it and we interacted, but I, it was, it was through PJC at that time. So yeah. Interesting. And then shortly after that, you had a, um, a, blog post posted about you on strobus.com it was like when yeah. strobus like flash photography was like yeah. right in the beginning of like you know normal people having access to it and speed yeah. lights being you know accessible and yeah. i remember seeing it and going holy crap matthew you got like published on yeah. like this big site you said holy <laughs> crap you can't even imagine what i said when he contacted me yeah how did that it. happen so um I guess just to give some background on how the heck I got where I am. Um, I went, you know, back uh, in college, I went to school when I started college. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Literally. I was like, maybe I want to be an architect. Maybe I'll work in construction. I have no idea. Uh, But I just started taking classes. Um, And at the time I taught myself video editing. And this is way back when we were shooting on tape and you actually had to ingest your footage and all that stuff. And Um, it took the amount of time that you shot. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And so my wife's and my wife's. So my girlfriend at the time, now my wife at that time, she suggested that I look into PJC because they had, uh, they were starting a video program and I was like, okay, well, that sounds cool. So I ended up going to PJC, uh, got my general studies degree, but I, I don't need, I don't think the program exists any longer, but I was the first student to graduate with a, um, 
a digital video and TV broadcast degree. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So that was my big interest was motion graphics and editing and. I think when I went there, it was called like multimedia or something. Yeah, like that. but then they did, and that's, you want to, you're correct. I that's actually where I started, and then like my second semester, they started the digital video and okay. TV broadcast program. So I I moved over to that. Yeah. Um, and I was one of only a few students, I think, that actually got that sure. degree. I don't know that that program lasted very long. Yeah, I'm not um, sure either. But. Uh, so one of the prerequisite classes, uh, the, my, actually my first class I took at PJC, um, first day of school was photography 101. Yeah. That or, photo 101. Yeah. Photo black 101. Or, black yeah, and black white, and white film. Uh, and I, I was, uh, coming out of high school and growing up, I was, I was a sports kid. I was a jock. I never considered myself a creative person whatsoever at all. So I was insanely intimidated walking in there. One, because I had no idea about photography, nothing, zero. And I was in this classroom with all these people who were like interested in it and who had been doing it. And I was like, what am I doing? The, like, the I artsy kids. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Like, and I was like, that is, we're going to shoot like really tasteful yes. nudes and like, yeah. Do all so, this stuff. And, and I was like, like, what the heck is I'm going like, on? I just want to get a C in this class and get through this. <laughs> I want to learn more about like how to do cool motion graphics, but it was right. like, I had to take that class. So I did okay in it. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I learned, I, I mean, I learned what shutter speed was. I learned what aperture was. I never, I honestly, at that time, I never understood ISO or what film speed was. It didn't really make sense. Yeah, they just told me to get this, <laughs> I had to set my camera yeah. and then, just adjust my shutter speed and aperture. Like, and I was just like, okay. get 400. Yeah. You'll probably be okay. <laughs> and that's literally what I took away from that class. Uh, and it was cool. I mean, I survived. I passed the class. And then I think I had to take uh, digital um, with Mark Francis. And that was more just post-production. Yeah. Um, you know, we would shoot color pictures, but we just went crazy in Photoshop. I mean, I feel like that was the class that taught me uh, Photoshop. Yeah, it was like a digital yeah. imaging class. Yeah, basically. exactly. And then from there, um, you know, I went on and did all my my video stuff. And I was more, I was certainly more into the post side of video. Okay, uh, I really enjoyed editing and again, uh, motion graphics and stuff. And I and I went to on to work at um, uh, WSRE, and so I was a video editor and I shot some there, but. Again, having to turn around stuff like yeah, on a yeah, dime, super basically. quick. And I uh, still had a heavy interest in motion graphics, but this is way back before YouTube and tutorials existing online. And I actually had to go into a library and like take out a book and read it. What and, are like, those? I know exactly. But that's how I started teaching myself yeah. motion graphics because nobody around at PJC knew anything about it. The the people working at WSRE, I was trying to learn, I was trying to do something different. And there it was like Pensacola was still a small yeah, town. Yes. Kind of in yes. a way it like you didn't have like production houses yes, like exactly. that you could go. That, hey, that like, I was aware of. Let me hang out and like learn how to do, you know, motion graphics processing yeah. or anything. Yeah. Like that. So, um, so I decided to go back to school and go, uh, move to Orlando and go to full sale. Okay. Um, to kind of beef up my background on, on after effects and stuff. And so I got a degree in digital media. Uh, and with that, I learned other things like web design and 3d and all the stuff. So I sort of just kind of became like a multimedia ninja. 
um, and good, had this. Yeah, this. I mean, a good there was skill set like I, I worked as a web designer for a little while for the school. Um, and then, you know, I just I did lots of stuff. And then when my wife and I found out we were uh, going to have our first child, we moved back to Pensacola. And th this is pre Quint Studer revitalizing you know, downtown Pensacola. It was it, still kind of rough. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't anything on Palafox. And the first job I could get was as just a multimedia specialist at the Levin Papantonio Law Firm. So that was like my first gig out of college, which I, I always tell people um, I loved working there. I loved working with the people. Um, the subject matter was interesting, but the work... It just didn't. Uh, it didn't fuel me creatively. I could imagine it. Yeah, being pretty dry. It was kind of dry. Dry honestly. creatively. Yes. Yeah. It's like and again, great people as a wonderful family. Yeah. They or they treated me like family. Took care of me, and I loved everybody I worked with and all the attorneys. But at the end of the day, the work was just kind of like not invigorating. So well, and then there's a lot to learn from those kind of situations yeah. about yeah. like process and yeah. how to conduct yourself as yeah. a professional. And yeah. And so, um, you know, and I, and so I was making TV commercials in house. I, you know, redesigned the website. I would design, uh, uh, you know, mailers and you became handle, their multimedia. Yeah. I was ninja. their multimedia ninja. That should have been on my, my business. <laughs> that card. should have been your business. Yeah. Your and so with all of that said at the time, was it 2010 ish that like the 5d mark two came out and oh, was yeah, able to shoot video. Early. So I convinced my boss, um, to like, Hey, let's look into these DSLR cameras. They can shoot video now. And, and I really liked how they looked. I like that. Yeah. You know, everybody fell in love with that cinematic look you that could get. Canon yeah, color profile. Exactly. So that's kind of where this whole photography thing started. So we got one for me to shoot video with at the law firm. And I just asked my boss. Uh, so this is the very end of 2010. If I could take it home on the weekends and just like play with it and learn it. And I was just, you know, wanted to shoot some photos of my kids. Yeah. And so going back to i mean this is so we're about so how did flashes come in yeah. yeah so this is like nine years after pjc yeah and i was like okay well i kind of remember these basic things <laughs> I touched one of yeah. these before and so you know you're watching tutorials and stuff i kind of refreshed my memory on how to shoot photos so um yeah so i started shooting pictures of my kids and so you had asked how the flash thing Came yeah, because that's be, a big part yeah. of your style, and yes. it, it has been. And for... that's where that's where the addiction started. Okay, that's where the photo about... drug addiction started. We'll, we'll go to AA <laughs> yeah, here first. Exactly. So, um, when we got the camera, and I, you know, I started doing pictures at home. They asked me at the law firm, "Well, what about, you know, how about you take pictures of the staff for our internal intranet, and then maybe you can start doing photos of the attorneys." for the website. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, I'm going to need a flash. And yeah, so it's really dark in this room. And yeah. We can't go outside. Yeah, exactly. No. So I went and bought a flash and was using it on the camera. And then I started stumbling across tutorials about how to, you know, use it off the camera. And I'll never forget the day I figured out how to wirelessly, um, uh, enable that flash off of my Canon. I think it was the Canon 7D 
So I didn't even have a remote trigger system. I just used the on-camera oh, yeah. pop-up flash. I remember flash. How, how, yeah. like, with my and, Nikon, you Yeah, and that. was able to get the, you know, my other flash to be a slave. Right. From that one being a master. Um, Gosh, I remember And I that. took a picture of my chocolate lab. Uh-huh. And, you know, with just her fur and that skin and the way the light came in from a different angle that wasn't straight on from the camera, yeah. like, blew my mind. Because I was like... You know, I'm standing in this room with the dog and it doesn't look anything like this photo, but yet I just made it look like this and like, and then, yeah, no pun intended, but I think a light bulb went off in my brain and that's what sparked me to like start exploring and trying to like understand light and, you know, how it's influenced and how I can walk into a room and change things and um so one flash turned into two flashes and two flashes turned into three flashes and now you just pulled up in a truck now yes i just pulled up in a production van literally (laughs) so um yeah so in 2011 i'd started so you you would ask me about the strobus yeah because strobus was a big that was a that was a big deal and i was using it as a resource to learn so in 2011 i decided i was going to try one of those 365 projects um I basically just take a photo every day. And my intention was to do portraits and Mm. uh, first day of the year, January 1st, it's just pouring rain, thunderstorming all day long. And my wife uh, had to work. She's a nurse. So she was at work all day. I was at home with my two little kids. So I just took a self portrait and that's where it started. Is that the one with the two flashes? No, no, no. It was just like pouring rain and I was just standing outside like, well, this sucks. (laughs) This is, and, but I, yeah, I, I had, um, you know, I'd put garbage bags around the flashes mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So, uh, shockingly, when I posted it on to a Flickr group, it got a lot of attention. And I was well, like, this is oh. when Flickr was like, yeah, that was thing. like a thing. And I was like, well, I didn't intend for this to happen. And I started getting people messaging me and like, this doesn't look real. It looks fake and all this stuff. And I was like, you know, I sent some people the raw file. I'm like, yeah, I just used a couple flashes and, it froze the rain. Like I didn't, you know, and I was still, I was doing all this to learn. And it was yeah. like, I was having to justify to people. I don't know. Like I, you're, you gee, I just posted come a under picture. Trial like, yeah, exactly. About this it was like day one. I was like, what is going on? And so I, you know, I just was taking photo. I, I was using my lunch break at the law firm to walk up and down Palafox. I would, I would approach complete strangers and ask them to take a portrait and I would have a flash an umbrella and a stand. Um, and I, you know, did that every day for a long time but it was, was about sorry what was the drive on that like because i know when you become a photographer sometimes I you're ju- like, it was just the creation it was like i was fe- I, so like we were saying i i was working creatively i felt like i had just hit a wall at the law firm and so this was an outlet, a new way for me to explore something. And I was learning something new. And it yeah. was like, so I just felt this push every day to like, try something different. Let's learn more. And so that was, that was honestly the whole just reason behind it. Giving it. You yeah. It just made me feel like, great. Yeah. Like, okay, cause I could, I'm like progressing. Yeah. Here. And I think I'm just, I'm also like an instant gratification person. And so it was like, I think coming from a video background, I realized that like, you know, there's a lot of processes in that. Yeah. And it takes a while. It takes a long time. And there's a lot of things involved. And it was like, well, I'm setting up these lights, I'm stopping this picture. And then boom, in an instant, that's my result. 
Yeah, you and can I think, take it back to the computer in yeah. like in a couple minutes yeah. instead but of But when hours. you see it on that camera though, yeah. you're like, that's basically what it's gonna kinda, be. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. I just did that. Yeah. Whereas when you do the video side, you're kind of exploring and you're trying to find the story and tell the mm-hmm. story and do all that stuff, which is great. And I do still love that and I respect people who do that now like you, but I don't know. I think I just found something I didn't realize with sure. photography was I was creating something that looked really cool to me. And that was the most important thing. I just enjoyed it. I thought the stuff I was making looked cool, not better than anybody else's, sure. Not, but it just made me happy. You and, weren't looking at like the Jeremy Cowart. Yeah, no, 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 like not Annie at that Lee time. No, going, no. I didn't I even know who those people, those people. I didn't even know who those people were at the time. Sure. I, you know, I'd never heard of them. Um, and so it was... It was like 30 days into this project, I think. And so I hit up a buddy of mine who works out or he runs a gym in -hmm. Gulf Breeze. And I was like, hey, I've got this idea. Uh, The movie Hot Tub Time Machine had just come out. And I was like, I just want you to like put on like an, uh, you know, a funny wig and some chains. Yeah, some chains. And I just want you to just be chilling in the hot tub. And I just want to play off that title movie, just Hot Tub Time Machine. Or just look like a guy from the past. Do you have like a wig on? Yeah, he had a poofy wig on. And so, you know, I went and set up like three flashes and we did that. And then it was like the next day after I posted it to Flickr, I get this message from strobist and i was like what did i do like <laughs> i have now broken yeah. some yeah law yeah exactly and, and, and he and he reached out to me about that specific photo and wow. said hey i really like this photo it made me laugh i want i want to i want to use it in an article do i have your permission i was like oh my gosh absolutely by all means <laughs> i've been reading your yeah. website for the <laughs> yeah. last six months and so trying to figure he this took out. my photo and broke it down and and he and his purpose was he was talking about the reflective quality of water Oh, cool. And so, and he was talking about how. And you didn't even know. And like, I didn't even know. Like, I, you know, what he, I, I learned something that I did unintentionally from his article, awesome. but he was talking about if you look underneath his chin and under his deltoids and his muscles, like there's a fill coming and it's from the bounce of the water from the key light and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's exactly what I did. Absolutely. I fully intended to do that that was in the pre-production yeah exactly yeah exactly so uh that's sort of how that came to be and then i did that project for a couple hundred days and i started i i grew an audience on Flickr and all of that stuff and i started to question one i felt like i was doing the project for other people Mm. and not for me anymore and i was and i was rushing my shoots on my lunch break and And I felt like I was just creating something just to make content and it wasn't intentional. Like sure. The, the project had service served its purpose in my opinion. And I didn't need to do it. Yeah. I I didn't need it to go 365 days. I said, I tell you what, I actually want to plan a shoot. I want to, um, think about it. I want to develop a mood board. And so I did that. And I don't know if you remember the photos of my friend, uh, the hot dog, salesman the door-to-door salesman that was my yeah so that was one of my first shoots that i did when i just decided to pause the project and i said hey i want to come up with an idea i want to develop a character um and actually draw a lighting schematic and stick to it and have him go shop for clothes and so like that was a unintentionally pulling from your digital media degree yeah 
like from, you know, yes. video production and what yeah. you learned at Full Sail. Yeah. So I started to do that a little bit more. And then in 2012, um, I had reached out to a wonderful machine in, um, they're based in um, Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're, you know, we're a network of photographer, a network that uh, kind of like what um, your company does with where you can go book yeah you um, just like a book photographer photographers well they, they 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 have a roster of photographers that they represent for commercial work and they were offering like portfolio reviews at the time and using that's my, big using deal for those yeah, people using my uh background in digital media i had hand coded and built my own website like before Jeez. photo templates and stuff were before, like, a big like thing. squarespace yeah was before like, that was come. exactly and so I had them go check out my site. And then I got a call from the owner who was a professional photographer. And he was like, Hey, you've actually got a really good body of work. We want to add you to our roster. At the time I was like, that was a big deal. And I didn't know what to think of it. Yeah. Like, um, were you like, what does this mean? Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Know? And I hadn't, I hadn't done anything for money up to that point. I had people ask me all the time for okay. like family shoots and stuff. And I was like, I just don't want, that's n nothing wrong with it. Just no. I'm not interested in that. Yeah, I want to tell. Fuel I, your I kind of creative fell thing. into that um, editorial thing where I was like, I want to do some quirkier, funnier stuff, mm -hmm. and I like sports. Families I, aren't really yeah. up for that most of the yeah, time when and, they want to hang it on the wall. And or if you just have a cool look, I just want to take your portrait. So yeah. like, I don't want to. I don't. Know, I just wasn't interested. So. Um, yeah, up to that point, I'd never made a dollar from any of this. That's crazy. And so um, I agreed to do the re representation with them. And then it was like a month later, I got my first ever assignment for Flight Journal Magazine. Um, and I had to go to Destin. And this guy was like a contract scientist for like NASA or something like that. Yeah. How does somebody do that? Yeah, I, I have no idea. Yeah. It was something like that. Maybe I'm butchering. Yeah the background of who the subject was. Maybe his house just looked like a rocket or something. No, no, it didn't. No. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So they were like, Hey, you know, we just need some portraits and I had to shoot a video, um, just some like questions for them to have for their website. But I remember I got the magazine. They had one of my photos. I opened it. it was like center of the magazine, double truck spread. My photos sprawled over two pages. And then it said photo by Matthew Coughlin. And I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. Like yeah. I saw my work published in something with my name on it as yeah. credit. And I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, I yeah. For those that don't know, like having a double spread in a magazine is a huge deal Yeah, because the real estate page, real estate is a big deal in yeah. magazines. You're trying to put ads in there and you're trying to pay for the yeah. magazine, but yeah. having a double truck spread is like, yeah, one of the biggest deals yeah. outside of a cover. Yeah. So that was my first gig. Um, and I'll jump forward and yeah, let, you, let you come back and ask me any yeah. other questions. But going from that to if you go into Times Square right now today, I have four corners occupied in Times Square, both taken up by New Balance and Oakley for work that I've shot with the baseball player Francisco Lindor. So how does that feel? How I mean, like That's going it. from just you know magazine. Magazine's awesome. I have a couple of magazines that I've pu yeah. been published in, but like going to Times Square, 
looking at billboards and sides of buildings. It's one of the most, and I'm not, I, I'm saying this just from my, uh, literally how I feel. I'm not trying to, I'm, I hate talking about myself in this way because I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to brag whatsoever, but walking, being excited to see your photo in some magazine I never heard of was cool. But walking into a place that you've been quite a few times and looking up and always seeing the work of other people and then to have to be that person is the most incredible feeling in the world. Yeah. And last not la- last year, I, let's not talk about 2020, 2019, um, I shot the um, NFL campaign for Oakley. Yeah. And um, it was they did this humongous launch in Times Square and mm-hmm. took over like all the screens. And so I took my family up there for that. And we stayed in Times Square for a weekend. And my, and ki- just my kids, billboard. my kids got to actually see what I do for a living. Yeah. The um, things that like take you away. Yeah. For they got to see. Yeah, exactly. Like, so my work was up you know, and all around Times Square. I took them to the Slam Magazine headquarters where when oh, you go sick. in, they've got posters up everywhere. Yeah. And then I also had work. Um, I had shot the uniform launch for the New York Jets for Nike. Um, and that was plastered up on the sides of uh, MetLife Stadium. Oh, dude, um, that's awesome. Along with some work that I just shot of Coco Golf for New Balance. Like all at that same time in 2019. Talk about so, an overwhelming trip. Yeah. Of just like... yeah what what am what has become my work and life yeah and from there from that trip i flew to boston to be on the field to shoot tom brady for the patriots which was yeah i remember that I, which I, was incredible so yeah i went from and then let's again, talk about more boston more. <laughs> i mean like you and i are big celtics yes. fans and that's one thing that's like been a connecting point for us but like you shot the celtics i did yeah. So what was that like? So I'm, I'm gold driven mm-hmm. and, uh, I can back up and tell an, a, a, another story, but I, I told my wife, Jenna, um, I had 2019 was such an incredible year for the opportunities I had and the work that came out of it. Um, and so my goals were kind of, I didn't know what to think think it was like i had shot i shot for nike under armor new balance oakley all these brands that i'd always wanted to work with i worked with in 2019 and as i an had athlete, i had work in times square i from yeah exactly like, i shot the uh nike sent me to greece to shoot Giannis. What? um and then i came back from that trip and i got a phone call two days later to shoot the nfl mvp uh, Patrick Mahomes for Oakley. And so it was like, I was doing these things. I just could not believe. And it was sure. like, I did it in 2019. 2019 is literally for me. Like I did so many things that year. I was like, those are bucket list items that somebody would hope to accomplish in a career. Yeah. They're whole. And I was like, I did this in the span of like a six month window. That's and it, crazy. And so I really tried to reevaluate like, what do, what's next? What do I want to do? And so I told Jenna, and it, it's just really weird how things work out. I said, you know what? I haven't really shot much baseball. I haven't, baseball just hasn't come my way, and I don't know why, but I want to shoot a baseball campaign. And I said, the only other thing I could really think of that I want to accomplish, I want to shoot a prominent um, uh, Boston athlete, pro sports athlete from Boston, whether it's 
Patriots, Celtics, Bruins, Red Sox. Sure. But I don't know who, but I want that to happen. And so we were traveling home. Um, so that was the end of 2019. We were traveling home from a trip to see some family, her family in Georgia. And it was like December 30th. And I get a call from Slam Magazine. And they're like, hey, we want, to, we want you to go to Boston to shoot the cover uh, with, the, with the Boston Celtics. And they're like, you gotta, you're gonna fly out on January first, and I was like, okay, well, 2020 started out that. with uh, day one, uh, goal accomplished. Like, right? Yeah. So you, can't, you know, just yeah. What is there left to do in the year? Exactly. So. <laughs> and we know how it turned out. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I literally flew up to Boston. Went. It was at the New Balance, um, you know, practice center, which was incredible, and awesome. um. Uh, so from that, I, I took an opportunity to meet with new balance cause I did the Coco golf project with them okay, yeah. earlier in the year. Um, and they took me out to lunch. Uh, Oh, with, if I back up, I walked into their headquarters and they had this huge, like 50 foot digital display, like as you walk in mm-hmm. and like, I saw the Coco golf campaign, like come across it. And I was like, that was a super rad oh, yeah, feeling that's... to walk into the actual brand, yeah. their facility. And then your work is They're prominently like, These are the featured things that we value. Yeah. And it was like, that's just incredible. Along with so much other work that was right. on display, but it was like, one of them was mine. And that yeah. was just mind blowing. That's um, crazy. And so that, that meeting, I think, is what's turned into a direct relationship with them. Uh, and how I've garnered some work, uh, was just reaching out, you know, uh, just keeping connections and maintaining those relationships. And, you know, I was up in Boston, I was next door to their headquarters and it just worked out and we had a great lunch. And then it was like a year later. You just like reach out to them. Hey, look, yeah, I'd love to stop by. And yeah. Just it was my contact that I let had. You meet from, me. Yeah. Yeah. In person. So, well, no, so I had already did a project with them. Okay. And, but it was, that was through an agency. And so I, my point of contact at that shoot from New Balance, I just reached out and said, Hey, I'd love to see you again and hang out. And she was like, Hey, let's, let's go to lunch. That's awesome. Then she brought her, her boss, her creative director to the, to the, um, the lunch. Mm -hmm. And it was like, yeah, it was a year later. I got a direct email from, that's new balance so cool. about doing a photo project and then also asking if we can do video and hence now that works yeah it's just all over times square with francisco and your it's past crazy. just continuing to work out yeah and so and i say thing. i say all that like i i am giddy like a child when i talk about this because i'm like i'm a huge sports fan yeah and i'm a very i'm a small human being for those who can't no, see me he's, i'm he's very tall I'm, he's like at least 510 yeah no i'm 5 foot 5 <laughs> um i wasn't blessed with size you know to make it in the nba and all that stuff but i had dreams of being that when i was a kid sure um so to be immersed in that world professionally is just incredible yeah it's like the and, next best thing yeah and so i dude i say all this just giving the most thanks that I can to everybody who's helped me along the way and all this stuff. And it's just incredible that this has been my job for the last few years, working for myself and going from taking pictures of my kids in the backyard, trying to figure out how this camera works to 
what I've gotten to do now. Yeah. And I don't take any of it for granted. We'll continue the interview with Matthew Coughlin coming up next week on the Might Sound Wild podcast. So don't miss part two of this interview as Matt Gates will be back with us next week to continue his discussion with award-winning commercial and editorial photographer Matthew Coughlin. Until then, we hope you'll check out mightsoundwild.co. That is where you can find information on our upcoming photographer retreats and events. Uh, If you're in one of the areas that one of our companies serves, uh, that's uh, those companies are Shore Shooters, Beach Photography, and Mountain Escape Photography. If you're in one of those areas that we serve, you can apply to be a photographer for us. And also, don't forget to download April's free Lightroom preset. You'll find all that at mightsoundwild.co. And join us again next week for another Might Sound Wild podcast. <laughs>